Welcome to the Contemplative Corner, the quiet place to rest your mind and to renew your heart. Today I want to talk about the liberating possibility of truth encounters. There's a line from John's Gospel where Jesus is quoted as saying, You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. This line has made its way out of the Bible and into the everyday language of our culture. And though it's often quoted out of context, there's something about this saying that witnesses to our experience of reality. In fact, I think the notion of truth and the notion of reality are very closely associated. Let me give you an example using myself as a hypothetical case. Say that I've got into dietary and sedentary habits that see me overdoing indulgences and underdoing physical activity and exercise. At some deep unconscious level, I will probably be feeling some sense of dis-ease. In a way, my body is speaking to me through the language of my emotions to give me a signal that I'm drifting into disalignment with the fullness of life. However, on the surface, my rationalizing brain is working hard to settle the discomfort. My mind will come up with many good arguments to put forward, such as, oh, you've been working hard and you deserve this treat as a reward. Oh, you've had a stressful day slash week. You need this to calm you down. A few extra treats won't hurt. You can always exercise tomorrow, next week, sometime in the future. If we put all of these mind messages together, the primary message is, You'll be fine to keep going as you are. After all, nothing's gone wrong yet. One of that scenario sounds familiar. So this might be what's going on for me internally, but what if in the process of a routine medical checkup, I'm confronted with data that indicates to me that things are actually not fine. Maybe my blood pressure and cholesterol are rising and there's a sense of an increasing my risk of heart disease. This data represents a reality check, reminding me that my actual life will not necessarily correspond to the story that I'm telling myself. The reality check is at the same time an experience of truth. It's inconvenient. I will probably experience it as uncomfortable and disruptive. But at the same time, it is potentially liberating. Its purpose being to bring me back into line with what is good for my body and my soul. Now you may have guessed already that this example is not purely hypothetical. Different things work for different people, but I've found that embracing medical truths and reality checks lead to higher levels of motivation and a mysterious experience of discipline that previously I didn't think I had. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Let's consider the truth and reality check from a broader perspective. Our current climate crisis has to do with our industrial and economic delusions breaking up on the rocks of reality in terms of ecological systems. Our choice as members of the human species is to continue our white-knuckle grip on the illusion that constant and unrestrained economic growth and fueling industry with fossil fuels is the only way to maintain a level of employment and quality of life. 
or alternatively, to listen to the signals that our forest, oceans and atmosphere have been sending us for more than a century. We can hide in an illusion that we can keep on going as we are and nothing really needs to change. However, reality is indifferent to our lethargic fantasy. The truth of ecological systems is such that we will be inevitably forced to change or experience such catastrophic, catastrophic consequences that our species will decline to the extent that the Earth will give itself the breathing room it needs to recover an equilibrium. Reality and Truth Truth and Reality One of the most intriguing lines in the scriptures is in response to Moses' question to God. We find this in Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 to 14. Tell me your name, Moses says to God. The divine response is cryptic. I am who I am. The only genuine way of relationship to God, to each other, to our ecology and to the circumstances of our lives and stories is through the prism of the I am. Rather than approaching any other being or situation through the lens of our egocentric stories about who they are in accordance with what we want them to be, the way of life is to approach the actual person, the being or situation, with curiosity and openness, humility and love, to find out who they really are and what's really going on, not what we think they are or want them to be. In this way, our relationships can be nurtured on a foundation of reality and truth, and the truth will set us free. We can wake up and live in a real world that lives and breathes, rather than suffocate in toxic, illusory states of mind and ways of seeing. We all sense this at some level, because one of our most common coping mechanisms is the well-worn saying, it is what it is. So, can we learn to live with the truth about ourselves, our intimate partners, our families, friends, circumstances and societies? Or will we always be railing against their failures to conform to our internal stories about who and what we expect them to be? Truth is not a comfortable concept, but truth is always ultimately liberating. There is a wonderful freedom in acceptance, in curiosity, in learning to know and love and work creatively with an actual reality in ourselves, in others, and in the world. This freedom is inherent in the very nature of God and is the gift of God's Spirit to us. The conclusion of Paul in Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 8, that love never fails, indicates an eternal commitment to embrace all situations and realities in a relentless, ceaseless, flowing action, a posture of mercy, compassion, patience and affection. Love is the relentless response to truth and reality. In closing, I would like to read for you one of Michael Lunig's prayers as a blessing and encouragement around the process of our relationship with truth. And I quote, Dear God, we struggle, we grow weary, we grow tired. We are exhausted, we are distressed, we despair, we give up, we fall down, we let go, 
we cry, we are empty, we grow calm, we are ready, we wait quietly. A small shy truth appears, arrives from without and within, arrives as is born, simple, steady, clear, like a mirror, like a bell, like a flame, like rain in summer, a precious truth arrives and is born within us, within our emptiness. We accept it, we observe it, we absorb it. We surrender to our bare truth. We are nourished, we are changed, we are blessed. We rise up. For this, we give thanks. Amen. End of quote. Until next time.